Welcome to FOP Church Message of the Week. We pray you are challenged by the Word. For more information, please visit www.fhop.church. Good morning. I hate intros like that because I am nervous. Uh, but it'll start out that way, then I'll warm up and eventually become myself and uh, have a heyday up here uh, doing what I like to do, but uh, I'm not always up here. I'm usually, I'm upstairs or back in children's church. I'm kind of the uh, nerd of the group. You're going to have to turn that down because that is loud. Um, uh, I like techie stuff. I work uh, in Berryville for a for the co-op at Carol Electric, and I'm an IT department there, so I, uh, that's what I like to do. I like sound, I like audio, I, it's just, I'm just computers, I like it all. Uh, for some of you that don't know who I am, uh, that's kind of a rundown who I am. My wife is Jamie, she is the youth pastor here, and she is next door doing children's church this morning as well. I grew up here in uh, the great center of the universe of Green Forest, uh, lived here my whole life. I take that back. The first four years was in North Little Rock. I have a faint memory of that, but this is my life. This is where I live. This is my stomping grounds, the center of the universe. <clears throat> For those that didn't know, you know now. Uh, so uh, I was a troubled kid. My parents separated when I was in uh, kindergarten. And so uh, my dad moved off. He had a job at Tyson's, moved around a lot, did stuff like that. So my mom struggled to raise me and my brother. Uh, she did an amazing job and put herself through. Uh, I put her through hell. And um, my brother was a little bit more of an angel than I was until he got older and moved out of the house, and then we didn't have to worry about it as much. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was rough. I graduated high school. Not sure how. I couldn't read. It's a true story. I couldn't read. Uh, I think they really just wanted me out of the school because I was a troubled kid. But my end of my junior year, going into my senior year, that's when I really found the creator, the one that, that I serve today. The end of my junior year, I had a car accident. I was out partying all night and uh, not sure how I made it from Kings River Bridge Oh, we're going towards Eureka Springs, about two or three miles outside of Berryville. I remember getting into the car. I don't remember getting that far. That's how bad it was. Uh, luckily, the, me and the passenger uh, in the car were, were okay. Uh, we ran across the road, dropped down a ditch, and hit a tree head on, which I remember being told, don't hit any trees. Just get there, drop the person off, and then come back. So what did I do? I hit a tree just to prove them that they couldn't tell me what to do. I was um, but at that point, I realized that there was more to life than what I was living. Grew up Baptist and Pentecostal. Uh, my dad's side of the family is United Pentecostal, so they don't cut their hair. They don't wear makeup, jewelry, skirts. Not the men. The men cut their hair. They, you know, but I grew up both ways. So I, I was a Baptist-Costal, uh, so it was great. Um, I've been here ever since, I think, 99, senior year. Uh, my mom thought I joined a cult. Um, 
love her to death. Uh, but I was like, it's not a cult. I just want to be here. I wanted to be here. This was life for me. This was a new, a new life for me. A group of people that was hungry for the word of God and weren't afraid to express how they were feeling during worship or during the preaching or just various things. We had a youth group up here uh, in the coffee shop. It was a smaller room. We had a, a, another wall. So you had a small little walkway, and then you had this youth room that looked like Ripley's Believe It or Not. It had a gas station uh, pump for a podium. It was the coolest thing ever. Uh, you fit about 80 kids in there and get into worship. It gets really hot, really stinky, and uh, a lot of fun. So it was all good. So uh, I've been ever since, and uh, love every minute of it. So I cover everything? Not yet. All right, so I'm working, we're getting there. I'm building up some steam here. Uh, coffee is slowly kicking in. Uh, so Drew gave me permission to go as long as I want. Uh, usually varies in between 10 to 15. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> so I got to have that filler in there, right? You get the ball rolling, you got to fill it in. Uh, but we are actually going to be talking about faith. Uh, Drew's uh, series, uh, he preached a sermon about faith, and I was already into Hebrews 11, and so I was like, hey, we should do a sermon series on this. Uh, I'm not very, yet again, go back to, not very educated, uh, so what I say today, uh, I don't want you leaving this room thinking, oh, what amazing speaker he was, but just to leave here and say, oh, what a mighty God we serve. Uh, I don't plan on saying the right words or saying it the right way or just let him do it. Let's pray real quick. I have to feel like what I'm supposed to do, and then we'll move along. Dearly Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for the amazing things that you do in our lives. Father, today as we get into your word, we just ask that you would just plant a seed in our lives, that something, uh, a testimony would arise from this day, not because of what I say, because of what your word says, Father. Lord, we thank you, and we love you. In your name we pray, amen. So, faith. I mean, we've heard a whole series about faith, right? I mean, a number of people. Uh, in Hebrews 11, it says, um, uh, 32, it says, I'm just going to read a brief message. See, it's already started. It doesn't matter. We're going to start 11.32. Well, how much more do I need to say? It would take me longer to recount the stories of faith by, and he starts going through the list. I don't need to go through that list for you. You've heard it. If you haven't heard it, here's a little plug for you. We do have it on the face. We have it on, on our website. We have it on Spotify, Amazon, our Apple Music, and SoundCloud. So if you want to go back and listen to the messages, you can. Uh, if the audio is bad, that is my fault, and uh, I take every bit of credit for that. Uh, still working on some issues that we're having, but you can go back and listen to them. They are there. But we're going to go on down into Hebrews Towards the very end, uh, 39. <clears throat> I like actually hearing papers. I preached to youth group one time, and nobody had any papers, so I, I asked them to actually fake the paper noise. And I always said if somebody could create the app, that when you turn the page, you would get that. So if anybody wants to uh, make some money, 
There you go. Enjoy it. I can't program, so enjoy. It says, all these people we have mentioned received God's approval because of their faith. Yet not one of them received all that God had promised. For God had far, more, far better things in mind for us that, we, that would, here we go, for us that would also benefit them. For they cannot receive the prize at the end of the race until we finish the race. I'm reading out of a New Living Translation, by the way. But I like that end sentence, until we finish the race. We do realize that further into the chapter, it says that uh, they didn't see all the promises that God had given them. Because they had, they had done as far as they could go and either were tortured or the list goes on and on. But at the very end of this whole chapter, it says, until we finish our race. Well, their promises or their prophecies or whatever it was, be fulfilled. So, well, heads up. Uh, he's waiting on you. He's waiting on me. I've, I've heard the whole series. I've actually went back and listened to it a few times. And every bit of it waits on me. I, uh, I get afraid of... of um, stepping out in faith. Uh, I get scared. I don't want to mess up. I messed up a lot when I was younger. I don't want to mess up now because I really do value what the Word says. And I, I believe that it does bring life and death. So if I bring it in the wrong way, I feel like it might cause death, but my heart is in the right spot. So I should just step out and do it and let God take care of that. And if I'm totally off, I want you just to take it, wad it up, throw it in the trash. If it doesn't line up with what the Word says, if I say something to you and it doesn't line up, take it and toss it. But if some of it's good, like Dad says, eat the chicken and spit out the bone. And as a person of faith, and as other people of faith, sometimes we don't want to receive what people have to say to us because we don't want to have the faith to believe what they're saying. Because... That might actually m cause me to step out of my comfort zone like I am now. Uh, I used an analogy for our youth group one time. Uh, we were talking about faith. Uh, when I go swimming, I have to plug my nose to go into the water. I've never learned how to go in without plugging my nose. And so I looked for my mask again, and I was going to ask you to bring yours, but then I sound awful, so I'm not going. So you sound like this the whole time you talk, and I don't want to sound like that. Somebody's going to listen to this on the internet, and they're going to go, wow, that's a, that sounds like Kermit the Frog. I don't... So here's... I'll just go along with one. The reason I plug my nose is because I have faith that I can squeeze my nose hard enough that, well, ain't no water going to get in there. Or if I wear a mask to go scuba diving, if I don't, but if I did, I would have faith in my, my equipment to keep me safe to keep me alive throughout sucking down the whole lake and surviving. But I have trouble putting on this and stepping out in faith, believing that I can do what this word says I can. 
I mean, if you go back and listen to the whole thing, these guys did some pretty incredible stuff. If you go back to John 14, you don't have to go there, I'll read it real quick. John 14, 12, this is Jesus talking. It says, the truth is, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it because the works of my Son brings glory to the Father. Yes, ask of me in my name and I will do it. So if we ask, he'll do it. So the faith is, is taking a step out and just saying, Father, do this or help me with this. And sometimes we get scared to do that because what if he doesn't do it right then? And I don't know what to say on that. I don't. Because I have the same fear. Like, I, seriously, this message is just for me. Uh, but it's really just for me. I just wanted to relay it across. So uh, if it's for you too, hope you take it. Um, that awkward moment of silence. Sorry. I really do think it's for me. I really, I, sorry, the gears are rolling up here. Drew had his discipleship group guys listen to Luke 10, or read Luke 10 for a whole week. So I listened to it, because I don't, I'm not very good at that reading thing, but my Bible app will read it to me. Thank you, Jesus. And this one part at the very end, or not the very end, from 17 down to 20 in Luke 10, it says, when the 72 disciples returned with joyful reporting to him, Lord, even the demons obeyed us, when we used your name. And then he says, yes. I saw Satan falling from heaven as a flash of lightning. And I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. You can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. But don't rejoice because the evil spirits obeyed you. Rejoice because your names are recognized as citizens of heaven. Now, we ain't no snake handling church around here, okay? Just want to throw that out there. Uh, they don't bother me. I know people that are terrified to death of them. Uh, but we're not that group. But we do have power over them. I'm going to go back to Hebrews 11. It says, what is faith? At the beginning, it says, it is the confidence. It is the confident assurance that we hope that we hope for is going to happen it is the evidence of things that cannot see god gave us approval to people the approval to people in days of old of their faith the reason why you read about this group of people and others in the bible in hebrews 11 is because they believed the words that they read, the words that they, well, even, some of them didn't read them, some of them heard and spent time with Jesus, the disciples, 
They believed it. How many of us know a lot of this, a lot of the scripture? We know a lot of scripture, but we don't live it. I grew up, like I said earlier, I grew up Pentecostal. I have uh, uncles that have went and built churches and out of faith. The Lord told us to go and build a church, and they did it, and it survived. And I'm like, how do you... How do, you, how do you step out in that? How do you, how do you step out in faith, Will? Because in Hebrews 11, at the very beginning, it says that that's what set them apart is their faith. That's how people knew, is their faith. If you want, if you, yeah, I'm fine with that. I, I just... Yeah. Just stepping out in faith. Just asking you guys. So that's good. That's a great testimony. And you've said that before. People need to hear that. Stop being scared. Share it. Jeez. Just joking. Uh, I get scared of saying stuff like that too because it makes. I know I'm not boasting. I'm just doing what the Lord told me to. Um, we put our faith in a lot of other things in the world than we do in the Word. We believe that when we get up on Monday morning, that we have a job. By faith, we have a job. By faith, we're going to get that paycheck every, every other week. I don't know when I get paid. I don't pay attention to it every other week. I just get a paycheck on my desk. It's, it's deposited in there. The, the wife takes care of the finances, people. I'm just going to let you know, I am terrible with money. And that's why she takes care of it. Um, I have faith that my rig's going to start every morning. That it's going to get me to work. I have faith that I'm going to make it through the week with my coworkers, or that I'm going to make it through the week. I had a very stressful week last week, and it's all self-inflicted stress. As of will tomorrow, maybe the next two days, we don't know yet. I have stuff at work that I'm stepping out of my boundaries and doing. Um, stuff I love to do, I'm just stepping out of my boundaries and I'm going to do it. And hope it turns out great at the end. It's going to turn out great at the end because I have faith that God's called me to do that. I mean, God's the one that gave me the job. You realize, I cut brush for six years. Threw brush in a chipper, ran a chainsaw, trimmer, did all that for six years, and then I landed an office job as a nerd with no qualifications. None. And he blessed me on top of that with a raise. And not just one raise. I, I don't know how many at this point. They just keep happening. I don't know what's going on. 
Just because I'm faithful. I'm faithful to my tithe. I'm faithful to that. And then the other day, I had a chance to pray for the CEO of the company. And guess what I didn't do? I didn't do it. And I kicked myself in the crack because I should have done it. Not because I wanted to be like, hey, I'm doing this because I want to be known for something. No, I just, he's hurting. And I, I truly do believe this. I truly believe that you can lay your hands on people and they'll recover. I mean, the blood that he shed on the cross, the stripes that he took on his back was for your healing. And it's already been taken care of. So I just got to go to the storeroom of heaven and just receive it and just, here it is. If we truly believe that what we're carrying inside of us is a light to the world, then why don't we act like it? How come I don't act like it at times? Because I'm not straddling the fence, but it seems like you're straddling the fence. Does that make sense? It's like a message I preached some time back. We, we had a table set up in my daughter's kitchen stuff here, and I was talking about uh, uh, the Lord placing a table in front of my enemies, and what we've done is we've allowed our enemies to sit at our table and to partake of our goods. Man, they take my blessing, they take my, my strength away, they take my health away, they take my money away. They, ju- they just keep going. We just allow them to take our stuff. But if we have faith, back to the scripture, it says that we have authority over them. So we no longer allow them to sit at our table. We are no longer allowed to be normal Christians. We don't just get up in the morning, we do our thing. Nah, God wants you to step out. Bill Johnson will tell you there's no reason for a Christian to go to bed at night with the sword still clean. If you have not dealt with an issue that the enemy is dealing around you, then you've missed your day. We have plenty of opportunities. I have plenty of opportunities. I go to Walmart every day. I pay somebody's salary, so you're welcome. I go to work every day. We have 100-something employees in the building. Somebody's having something going on. And if I would just listen to the voice of God, I would know what to do at that moment because I have a relationship with him and the word. Now, am I consistent with my relationship with him and the word? No, but I'm getting better. Well, I already covered those three. Wow, look at that been better than I thought it was. Is this clicking, everybody? I'm just curious. Uh, or is it just, is it, I mean, I'm totally fine. You don't have to lie to me. <laughs> I'm still nervous. It's still just rolling the ball. What is it, uh, laying over to the fat lady scene? Or uh, a football analogy, you don't stop until the whistle blows for you football folks. I mean, if you fumble the ball, do you just, does everybody stop and look at it? No. Everybody scramble for that ball. They're going to pick it up and they're going to run until somebody blows the whistle or somebody scores the touchdown. You cross-country kids, when do you stop? After you finish the line. I ran, hey, I was messing with you. Uh, this body is a fine piece of tuned machinery. I've ran two half marathons. My first one, I did it under two hours, and it's because I was chasing him. He didn't wait for me. 
he did, and then I had to stop for a bathroom break, and it threw everything for a loop. Don't ever stop. Just, just keep running. Uh, I would say pee yourself. I just, I just said it. Pee yourself. Just keep running. And then my second one, I hadn't trained in two weeks because I was like, oh, I wasn't going to do it. And then Dad called. He's like, hey, you want to run a half marathon with me? I was like, yeah, let's go do it. That was the worst mistake of my life. For one, it was down and back. So I was looking at the same scenery 12 times. I don't know how many times. It was awful. And I wasn't in shape because I spent two weeks at camp on camp food. But I finished in two and a half hours. <sighs> and then we jumped in the lake because it was right there. But we don't, we, don't, we don't get to stop until we're done. I don't want to stop till I'm done. I want to do this more often. I'm going to be honest with you. I want to step out of my comfort zone and I want to do this more often. I'll just be honest. Uh, many, many minutes ago, I was reminded we was up in the coffee shop doing, I don't know what we was doing. And uh, I was like, this is my church. Like, this is where I'm going to be the rest of my life until God calls me to go to Ireland. And we've already, we've already hashed this out. I'm not going anywhere else other than Ireland. He tells me anywhere, it's not from the Lord. All right, I'm just going to let you know right now. You need to remind me of that. No, I'm just joking. If he tells me to go somewhere else, we'll go. But Ireland's so pretty. Um, I want us to be a congregation of people that has faith to step out of the comfort zone when needed to and do what we're called to do. It's really the end goal. If he says that we are to do greater things than he did, might I remind you, he walked on water. We are to do greater things. Now that sounds a little far-fetched. But what if? I mean, if you go back and listen to stories from Azusa Street, if you're not uh, familiar with that revival, you should dabble in a little bit. But a fire was seen on the building multiple times. They called the fire department, and there wasn't a fire there. It was just the presence of the Lord showed up, and it was just a, it looked like the place was on fire. Uh, a guy's hand grew back or arm. A drunk man got back his sight from a kid that was playing hide-and-seek in the room. Now, in the room, they would set a cloud set in the room, so it was kind of like a fog, and the kids would play hide-and-seek in it. And one of the kids ran into the drunk man and prayed for him and got his sight back. He didn't know where he was at. These things are uh, these things are loaded. <laughs> who was that? Is that? Who was that? Richard? I forgot who it was. These things are loaded. But you are the light of the world through this time of darkness. Even though it doesn't look dark, it is dark. And we, as people of faith, believing in God's word, have something to do in this area. You might not go off somewhere else. Trust me, this is a good missionary zone for you. Lived here my whole life, I know. There's nothing to do on the weekends, which allows adults and teenagers to find things to do that they don't need to do. That's why this place was amazing for me, because I could break into the doors up in the coffee shop and spend the time here. 
You can't anymore, by the way. Well, let's just rephrase it. We can't anymore. Elders, I apologize. I am part of the elder team, by the way, and I apologize. Love you too. We cleaned up after ourselves. We had prayer meetings here. Like, we, like 15, 20 teenagers be here. We just started prayer meeting. I, I mean, we, we had a worship team and everything. We didn't need no permission. We need you adults. We do now. <laughs> just because I'm an adult. I love this place. And I love to see what's happening right now. And I believe that the ball is going to continue to roll and it's going to get bigger, Pastor Drew. It'll be like a snowball effect. And I believe you're going to see this room fill up with people of faith. They're going to bring people in here that don't know who God is or have a relationship with Him. And by your faith, by bringing them here, they're going to meet the one that created them. And he's going to make you step out in places that you're not comfortable in. Which, thank you, Jesus, that we get to step out and be uncomfortable for a few minutes because he was very uncomfortable on that cross for you. Just a little reminder. Just always put that out there. So the Lord took me, a broken kid, put him in a place of faith. There was a lot of faith because they trusted me a little bit more than they should have. And invested time in me and poured encouragement and word, uh, taking many Bible lessons up front, Bible classes. And Beverly's account, uh, financial uh, class was amazing, by the way, if you have a problem with money. I go see her. She does do an amazing job. That's why I let my wife do it. <laughs> I'm getting better. But this place is a landing zone for God. It always has been. And he lands here every Wednesday and every Sunday. And I'm pretty sure he lands here on Friday and Saturday nights. Robert, you want to go play something nice in the background? No elevator music this time. I'm almost done rambling. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you. And the challenge is for me as well. Uh, last week we were at a prayer meeting, and I stepped out because I haven't done it in a really long time, and I did what the Lord told me to do and felt like it was right, think it was right at the moment. So I want to get back into that. I love this area of the floor. Uh, back in the day, I'd stand, uh, not by Chris, because he would hit me. Uh, I would stand here. And then my father-in-law, David, would stand up on the stage and we'd make eye contact, and then we would, it was almost like a worship battle, but we would see who could go after the Lord harder during worship. Uh, I let him win a few times just so he thought he 
he was better than me. Uh, and we have video somewhere on a VHS tape for you younger kids that don't know that's a tape. That's very big and plastic. Come to the house, I got a VHS player. This was my spot. For some other people, this was spots for everybody else. But I love this area. I love worship. I had worship music on the other day. Um, I was setting up a recording uh, area for my project for tomorrow, and I was listening to some worship music and singing out loud. And uh, our CEO, Rob, and his secretary, Miss Nancy, walked in the room without me knowing. So I had my back turned. I was just doing what I was doing. And then Miss Nancy said, hello. And I was like, went over and turned down the music. She said, no, that's fine. I was like, no, no, it's for me so we can talk. Because uh, I, I like that. I like listening to music while I work. And uh, they left. I was like, I'm just going to just turn this off. But I didn't. I just left it on. Because I was like, you know what? It's fine. It's not distracting anybody. That's for me. And so they didn't show back up later, so it was good the box or pink slips. So we're, we're great. But I want to challenge you, congregation and self, for this week to figure out where do you put your faith? And if you put it in the Word, what are you not doing that you should be doing? For myself as well. What am I not doing with my faith that I should be doing? If that's, if your faith is to go stand at the Walmart door and pray for the sick, then do it. God will bless you for that. He will make sure that something happens. Because something will happen if you believe. Because it says in the Bible as well that uh, the attendment with leprosy that their faith, that he, his faith made him whole. All they had to do was ask. Make, make me whole. He didn't lay hands on them. He didn't say anything. He said, just go tell the priest. And the one was like, hey, wait a minute. Hey, hey, that guy, your faith has made you whole. So what is your faith going to do? It should change the world. It should flip it upside down. There's a favorite a song I like. Uh, it's from uh, Pentecostal Church down in Little Rock. My family goes to that. Uh, they put an album out. It's called uh, Let Me Be a Willing Vessel. It's probably an old hymn. I don't know. But the way they do it, just it just wrecks my world. I want to be a willing vessel. I want him to be able to send me where I need to go. Let me be a willing vessel that my faith will show that when I do walk into the room, the atmosphere changes. That when I speak His Word, chains are breaking off of people's lives. Or that their heart gets mended because of the, the love of Christ that we speak to them through His Word. If you don't know what to say, there's plenty of Scripture in here to to give you something to say. I promise you. His love is forever lasting. 
day to day, his love is everlasting. So dearly, Father, pray for these people of faith that we would believe in your word 100% and step out in faith and do what you've called us to do. Lord, even if we're weak, we ask that you give us strength of a thousand men. Or that, Father, that you, you've opened the doors in front of us that no man can close. So, Lord, let us have faith to step through the door so we can step into the next blessing or the next testimony of what God is doing. It's not what we're doing. It's about what you're doing through us, Father. Lord, let this group be a willing vessel Lord, that we are hungrier for the word than we are for the world. That we place our trust, our hope, our finances, our family, our friends, our health, Reminded in the word where it tells us to cast it all on him. But sometimes we're like the dog that returns to the vomit, Father. And Lord, let us cast it all on you. That we have faith that you will carry the load that we're carrying. That you are breaking the chains that are wrapped around our hearts, that keeping us from fulfilling your word that you would peel the scales off of our eyes so we may see what the enemy is keeping from us, Father, so we could press towards that prize. Even if it's a small finish line, a long ways away, Father God, let our eyes gaze upon that and then we run to it. Father, we, we, we say thank you for being faithful to us even when we're not faithful to you. And that your word has power. Even with somebody that struggles has power. You're amazing. We just say thank you, Father. In your name we pray. Amen. So this week, spend time with the Lord and evaluate the faith that you have and find out which way you need to go. Thank you, guys. you guys to know something that
ready to get up here and to speak in front of all you all. That was an act of faith. But, but I want to say something, Eddie, before we go upstairs, because I need to apologize to you, because uh, my introduction lacked faith, and that's true, and, uh, and this is a man of God right here, and I want, I, want to, I want to say something, because we sell God short. I, I want to take, let's, let's go back to 1999, right, 1998, whatever, when when I'm these guys' age, sitting in these guys' seats right here, teenager. And the first day Eddie Houghton walked into this church, I had heard of Eddie Houghton. And I did not trust the guy, because he had a reputation. And uh, here I am, straight-A student, salutatorian of my class, good church kid. And here he is, this wild guy that's barely getting through high school. And I didn't want to have anything to do with the guy. And now he's one of my closest friends. One of my closest friends. Sorry to the rest of y'all. But and, and not only one of my closest friends, but but challenges me in the word of God. God has raised him up to speak the word of the Lord. And he's not lying. He says I because I could I could barely re read when I graduate. And now the guy makes almost twice as what I make. And that's not trying to say money is an important thing. I'm saying God has honored the faithfulness of this man as he's walked with the Lord. And 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 for, for you who are in high school, like that kid that you think they will never become a Christian, it's not true. And for those of you who work a job and there's that coworker, you're like, yeah, it's, that's impossible. We need to start. We need to start living a life of faith. Hebrews 1, don't look at what we see. Start looking at what God sees. Start seeing the world the way God sees it. And every, there's nothing that Eddie said up here that was bad. <laughs> it was so good. And um, anyway, God is moving. He is doing. He is raising up people. Now, some of you are, some of you are tearing up a little bit because you were here the day he walked in the first time. And you've seen this man grow into the man of God he is today. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, including service times, contact information, and online giving, please visit www.fhop.church.